Dr. Marketing Tips, paging Dr. Marketing Tips. Dr. Marketing Tips, you're needed in the marketing department. Welcome to the Dr. Marketing Tips Podcast, your prescription to the answers you seek to grow your medical practice easier, better, and faster. This show is all about connecting practice administrators and medical marketing professionals with peers working in practices, learning from experiences, making mistakes, and sharing successes. Let's get started. Hey everyone, and welcome to the Dr. Marketing Tips Podcast. My name is Corey, and I'm here with Danielle. Hello. And um, today we wanted to take a few minutes and talk about the recent tragedy in Orlando, which um, hits very close to home for us. We're based out of Orlando, and actually one of our one of our clients is uh, what would you say, like two or three buildings away? Yeah. Right. Um, so I'm sure that you, you've heard about the, the, the shooting there and what's happened. And, um, yeah, it, it's tough, but uh, we, we wanted to take some, some time to explain and sort of uh, just kind of walk you through what hap- what you should do if something terrible like this happens in your area, specifically um, to your practice um, in the immediate sort of aftermath. So... Uh, I mean, for us, what what we've seen and has been the most remarkable, we talk about it, like, it seems like every few minutes lately, but um, just the outpouring of support and community and, and connectivity that the Central Florida area and the world really has come together to display. It's It's been really inspiring. Yeah, it's been amazing seeing all the vigils and, and outpouring of, of love from everybody in the community and, like you said, around the world, too. Yeah, it's it's been it's been inspiring. Yeah. Um, so we don't really want to rehash any of the details or talk about the the heartbreak, um, but we did want to take some minutes to provide kind of a top level, simple plan of action when a crisis like this does affect your area. So these steps should be completed within really the first few hours of an event um, for maximum effectiveness and usefulness. So consider this kind of a five step disaster training for your medical practice should you ever need it hopefully you never will yeah so um i guess i'll start with the first step uh turning off social media uh you know most practices have a scheduled system that automatically posts uh for them so you know you don't want this you know horrible situation is obviously already flooding everybody's timeline so it doesn't it wouldn't make sense for a you know cutesy Facebook page or right. post to go out um, that you may have had scheduled at the time. Uh, so it's it could be, you know, looked as insensitive or out of touch or, you know, worse. So you don't want to offend anybody with, you know, your typical uh, social post. So just to play it safe and just turn it off altogether. Um, and also turning off your retargeting campaigns. If you have one in place, you might kind of forget about it because it's not set up the same way your social posts are so um, you know whenever you go in to turn off your social also turn off any retargeting you have set to go out um, and uh, if you're wondering okay I turned it off but when is it okay to turn it back on um, you know it really depends on you we have some clients that you know after three days they think they're ready to post again some want to wait, wait five days maybe a week um, it's really just, you know, using your judgment, uh, monitoring your timeline. Um, you know, you don't, you don't want to hold, or you want to hold off posting in good, good taste. So I think, you know, four to five days is probably 
plenty of time to be sensitive to the uh, situation. Yeah, I would agree with that. Um, and we, we've had several clients ask, you know, when when can we start again? And um, you know, it's it's just it if it's a day or two afterward. Um, I think it's too soon because, like you said, with the timeline and flooding, and, and it just seems sort of insensitive. Yeah. So, um, and now that we're a few weeks past it, I think it's it's okay to talk about. But we wanted to, like I said earlier, kind of put this out for you guys. So. If it ever happens, you're ready. Um, step two, I think, is to put out a message that everyone is okay. So take those first few minutes, turn off all this, the social and the retargeting, and then if it applies, uh, put a message on your social media channels and send an email to your employees or post it on your internet, uh, informing everyone of the situation, and um, Hopefully everyone at your office is okay and accounted for, so you'll be able to share the good news with your followers and your employees and your email list and what have you. Um, and same goes, unfortunately, if, if everyone is not okay, you still want to put a message out there and just kind of keep everybody in the loop because I think in one of these situations, you can never uh, over-communicate. Yeah, and that kind of goes into step number three to craft an official response. Um, here at Insight, we kind of went back and forth on that because obviously when you hear about the crisis, it's like, okay, well, what, what are we supposed to do? What are we supposed to say? Um, and it really depends on your situation. Uh, you know, here we actually have an immunology client and that obviously serve, serves a large part of the LGBTQ community. Um, so obviously for them, it made perfect sense for them to release a statement offering condolences and support to the victims. Um, however, we do have an orthopedic client, you know, which is you know, on the same block of where this incident occurred. Um, they did not release a statement because, you know, it didn't feel um, like it was not the place to get medically involved. Um, you know, of course, they support the community and, and feel for those lost, but chose not to, you know, add to the flood of everybody's Facebook timeline. Um, so it, it's really, it's a fine line, case by case. Um, actually, but for that specific client, you know, they did have to release information about you know for their employees because roads were closed right right and, and for patients too and for because patients, they were yeah. right there yeah. um but yeah they they chose not to do anything specifically to say that you know quote unquote where our hearts go out that kind of thing because um in their mind it wasn't really the place of a medical practice to to do that uh and, and also because everyone and every brand is doing that and every friend is doing that and and so you they just kind of thought, you know, we would get lost in the shuffle. So let's just kind of not say anything yeah. as a strategy. Whereas on the flip side, that immunology client that you were talking about, um, you know, they, they created um, artwork and posts and, yeah. and um, were really, you know, like I said earlier, they were over-communicating, which was good. Right. You know, it makes perfect sense for them. So you would expect them to have a response. Right. Yeah. Right. So it's just like Danielle said, it's kind of a case-by-case basis. Yeah, and so if you do decide to release a statement, you know, make sure you post it on your social channels, on your website, um, you know, create something that addresses the victims and the community, and maybe offers a few words of inspiration to not be um, more of a downer than the situation already is, you know. Um, it shouldn't be much longer than 75 words, and you obviously make sure you get it proof. You don't want to send out such a sensitive message, and then it has errors in it. Um, you know, everyone's very emotional at this time and you don't want any other mistakes. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And I think you'll also, um, 
just if you're going to post something on social, you want to pay attention to any relevant hashtags or art that's already been created. Um, mostly just because you don't want to just create something yourself if there's an official sort of hashtag or message that's already going around. Um, so you want to incorporate those things rather than making one up, essentially. Um, which actually leads into step number four in our immediate kind of disaster plan. You want to make sure to change your social art if you feel that it's appropriate. You may not want to do this, but uh, you'll see that a lot of businesses and individuals temporarily change their um, either their header or their social icon, you know, their profile picture to reflect the cause or support any group in need. Um, and oftentimes Facebook actually creates filters so you can set this and do this temporarily. Um, and a lot of other brands are doing that. And you'll see as, as something like this happens that uh, a lot of people will choose the same image. So you may want to do that as well. Um, so we suggest if you're going to change your art, you attempt to keep some sort of reminder of your previous icon or logo in the art. So, you know, if it's if it's for the support Orlando cause, um, we've seen a lot of it's um, it's a very simple like black and white yeah. um, icon, and and we've seen some brands actually include a little piece of their logo in that, or maybe it's you know like set at a um, transparent level, so you still know what the brand is. Um, or we, we, and we've had other clients and seen other brands not do anything at all. So this one's kind of optional, but one of the most common questions we hear is how long should we keep that new art up? And we would suggest no more than two to four weeks. Again, it kind of depends on your practices relative involvement with the situation. And, and uh, it's up to you. We think that changing the art is a good show of support. Um, but again, you know, it's, it's not completely necessary and kind of dependent on the individual situation. Yeah, and um, so leading into the, the fifth step of your disaster plan is to provide support really any way you can. If I'm sure if you saw the news, the lines of you know hundreds of people lining up to donate their blood, which was amazing. Yeah, that was great. Um, and I, I actually tried to donate blood, but all the banks were full, so I couldn't even do it. So <laughs> that's, I mean, that's how amazing everybody was. Um, so... Uh, for your medical practice, practice specifically, you know, if you're able and willing to offer assistance, you know, some some practices may be able to offer grief counseling, donation supplies, nurses, um, you know, consider implementing a plan to help those in need. Uh, you know, we've had clients that stepped up offering staff members that could that are trained in, in you know blood donations and plasma donations and offering their supplies and their staff and. Offered yep. to set up a, a pseudo blood bank. Yeah, I was going to say just... one even offered to set up and become a blood bank. So. Yeah, so um, you know, if you choose to offer help, it could be included in your official statement that we talked about in step three. Uh, if you you know want to get the statement out there, and not sure if you can actually offer, then you know get the statement out first, and then maybe come back later with another message that you're uh, able to help. Um, and then, you know, again, as we said, you know, your situation and your ability to help obviously depends on your judgment and your situation. So there's uh, really no easy uh, answer here. It's really your situation, whether you're able to help. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And uh, like we mentioned at, at the opening, you know, through this darkness that we've all seen, um, the light can shine through. And, and uh, hopefully these five quick tips can help you get through um, you know, just the immediate sort of aftermath from a social 
and um, marketing standpoint. I know that's not what's on everyone's mind in something like this, but it is something to pay attention to. And if you have, you know, at least the the basis for a plan and an outline, then um, it will make that little part of it just that much easier so you don't have to worry about it. Yeah. Um, and you can focus on the things that really matter in, in a time of tragedy. Um, so, yeah, hopefully these tips can help you get through this if something ever happens in your backyard. Knock on wood, hopefully it never does. So with that, we want to say thank you for listening and thank you for your outpouring of support. And uh, we will catch you in the next one. Thanks for listening to the DrMarketingTips.com podcast. If there's anything from today's show you want to learn more about, check out DrMarketingTips.com for our podcast resource center with all the notes, links, and goodies we mentioned during the show. If you're not already a subscriber to our show, please consider pressing the subscribe button on your podcast player so you never miss one of our future episodes. And if you haven't given us a rating or review yet on iTunes, please find a spare minute and help us reach and educate even more of our medical practice peers. Thanks again for listening, and we'll catch you next time. Doctor's Orders.